The scripture this morning is from Matthew chapter 21, verses 23 to 32. When he entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things, and who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another. If we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd, for all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, the first. Jesus said to them, truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of heaven ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. Wasn't that beautiful, that choir? That is so fantastic. Thank you, uh, Amanda, and everybody else that, uh, that played part in that. It is so, yeah, absolutely. I'm always stunned when I hear voices come together and, and sound so, uh, so freaking good. I mean, they're just so, you know, it's just so amazing that. Uh, it's like a magic trick to me. I, I'll never get over that. And it says something about... When we as individuals bring our talents, our gifts together, what, what beautiful music we make. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the sound of, uh, of, of something holy to me when I hear that. Um, you know, I was looking at this, this tree right outside of our, our church here, and every spring, a, um, robins come and they build a nest there. Since, since we've been here, uh, as long as I can remember, there has been a nest there, and I saw them uh, checking it out this morning. And so I encourage you to keep watching there. They, obviously, they must feel um, safe there. That's my prayer for all of us, is that when we come here, we feel safe. That whatever our, 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 our talents are, whatever our giftings are, whatever our, our, our voices, that we can feel like we can come together and we can make something quite special. Uh, just like the songs. Some of us can sing, some of us can't. Some of us have different gifts and different abilities. Uh, but we all come together, and when we all use those giftings to, to serve God, it's something holy, something beautiful, and something safe. Uh, that's kind of what's happening here. When Jesus comes into town, it's, it's, it's Palm Sunday, but we've been going through the book of Matthew now for, for quite a while now. We like to just kind of pick uh, books out of the Bible and, and just kind of go through them. 
And uh, Jesus has been into, uh, he's had his Palm Sunday where he's walked in and he's been treated just so great by some people. And then the first thing that he did is he went into the temple and he started to tip chairs and all of this kind of stuff. And he started to challenge the very authority that had established itself where he was. And where we join him now is the, the authority is questioning him and saying, uh, who gives you the right to do this stuff? You know, where Jesus is, the, the, the culture that Jesus is walking in is the Mecca of the faith of the people that will eventually be hearing more of Jesus. And to them, the authority of that faith are the religious leaders. They're the ones that say yes or no. They're the ones that say follow this or follow that. They're the ones in charge. Jesus brings something different that trips them up. The people there are so used to following people. And what Jesus is representing is something far beyond that. What he's representing is the Christ. The Christ means the Messiah, the chosen one. Uh, the one that all of the uh, studies of the Torah and everything of all these people for thousands of years has built to this. And it has scared the authority. So they come up to him and they say, by what authority gives you the right to do any of this stuff? How are you doing this? And who gives you the right to do it? And Jesus said, well, I'll ask you a question. John the Baptist. Did he baptize uh, by the authority of God, or was it just something that he was doing, a, a human thing? Well, they sit there now, now they're perplexed, and they try to come up with the answer. And they say, you know what, if we, if we say that it's from heaven, then we're kind of, that's kind of tricky because now we have to follow uh, we have to acknowledge Jesus because Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, and John the Baptist said, this is the guy. But if we say that it's by human, mm, this whole crowd's going to turn against us because they see John as a prophet. So they don't know how to answer that. And Jesus turns it back on them, and he says, well, if you can't answer that, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to answer you. Nah, nah, nah. And then he throws another question. He, 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 Jesus loved to illustrate things by story. And he said, you know, there's, there's two sons. And father comes and says, I want you to work in the, the fields. One son says, I don't want to do that. But he gets off and he goes and he works in the field. Another son says, yeah, I'll do that. But then he sloughs off and doesn't. And what Jesus is doing at this time is he's taking the question that they have and he's expanding upon it. You see, what they did when, they asked, when he asked the question about uh, who was John the Baptist, they didn't look for the answer. It, it, they, didn't, they didn't actually think about the answer. They thought about the reaction. They, they thought about the, the politics. They thought about their political standing. What, uh, not, not is John the Baptist uh, called by God, but rather, how do we stay in power? 
What is our answer that we can give that will keep us in power? And that's what worried them. If they acknowledged that he was called by God, then their, their threat of giving that power away to Jesus. If they acknowledged that it was just a human thing, then there's a threat of giving that power away to people. Their perplexion was not about the, uh, a theological question about who John the Baptist was. Their biggest challenge was how do we stay in authority here, now? And that's when Jesus questioned them and said, you say you are following God, but are you? Which son is right, the one that says that he will or the one that argues that he, that he doesn't want to but then eventually does? He's continually addressing the authority of that day. Because what he's doing, it's not about being a politician. To the religious leaders at the time, it was about being a politician. It was about staying in power, keeping that power, and being able to benefit from that power. It was about manipulation. It was about working people. It was about making certain rules, certain laws that would help them. It's about keeping them financially stable at the cost of other people. It was about them having that authority to when they were walking into the crowd, they would have people awing them and clearing the road for them. It was about that status for them. It was about making sure that the people around them, in some regard, remained puppets doing what they wanted them to do. For them, their religion had turned into something that was once spiritual, once a connection of God and God's people, and it had turned into politics, being able to govern over other people. It had turned something very self-centered. And that's what Christ was calling us on. Notice I said us. Because what we learn from these stories, 2,000-year-old stories, are things that address things that are happening now. We are in a situation right now where it seems that a lot of us are following the politicians more than we're following Christ. Instead of following the words of Jesus, we want to check and make sure that it matches the words of a politician that we follow. I hate talking politics. I'm just going to tell you right now, I hate it. But sometimes it's necessary. Because Christ tells us something different. The politics at that time, it was about power, it was about prestige, it was about the haves and the have-nots, it was about keeping certain people away, it was about um, fear, it was about making sure that people feared the difference, 
so that you could remain in power. It was about doing your best to go unchallenged and making sure that your flock is following everything that you say. Even if what you say doesn't match what Scripture tells them. It's about working that difference. It's about making sure that uh, you can reword it to where people in the temple could be selling things and making a profit and taking advantage of people that are traveling to worship God. It's about rationalizing things to where it fits into your box to where you can keep getting stuff, money, power. And then comes this Jesus. Some are amazed by what he's doing. It's obvious. It's obvious to the religious leaders that this guy, he does have some authority because they asked him, what gives you the authority? You notice they don't even question whether or not he has authority. They want to know what the source is. There's something weird about this guy that has authority. And it scares them. Because what he's doing with that authority is not what they do. It's something completely different. It's not about getting the, the, the votes and the power. It's not about the prestige. It's not about the, the being of, of this class. It's not about pushing people away. This guy comes through the gates, and the first thing he does is he welcomes people. And he makes connections with every single person that comes in his way. And he proclaims that the doors are open to everybody. He even says, you know, the prostitutes and the tax collectors, those were people that were thought of very low. Tax collectors are still very low. <laughs> There's no tax people here, right? Because we're late on ours, so just so you know. He says, they will, they will know the kingdom of heaven before you do. His power, his authority is granting the doors open to what people consider the outcast and the low of the low. Two thousand years. 2,000 years, we still question that authority. We, we want to make our, our faith so complex. So, so we want to muddle it so much because we hear things of, you got to fear these people, or you got to hate these people, or in order to be a Christian, you're supposed to repress these people, not help these people. You're, you're supposed to actually put all of your faith in God and put it into this one person. And you're supposed to defend that person through everything. But then we have Jesus who says the authority, it's not about this, it's about this. The authority that Jesus gives us is sacrifice, it's humbling. In days, they will see that authority taken to the cross. 
they will see this man of humble beginnings, of a very poor upbringing, give his life for those that are for him and those that are against him. He will give his life in a world of violence, in a world of power, in a world of all of this kind of stuff where, where force wins the day. He will say, I'm not going to play that. Even though I have the authority, I will not fight you on this. Because I'm not a God of violence. I'm not a God of hatred. I'm a God of love. And I'm a God of forgiveness. Now, I don't care what politician you follow. But you have to ask yourself, by whose authority do you live your life? Are you waiting for the news station or the politician to say, you got to do this, and if you do this, we'll save the world? Or are you following Christ? You said, the world is saved. I'm here. Because I've done this. Is that who we follow? Is that who we give authority to? And I know that some folks that are uh, here and some folks that are watching this think that I'm, I'm speaking of one specific politician. And I just want you to know I'm not. I'm speaking about every politician from the time that they, they questioned Jesus up until today. There's been good ones, bad ones, but none of them are going to save the world like Christ does. None of them are going to affect us like Christ does. There is no, uh, no policy change that is going to make me stop following Christ with all my heart, soul. There is nothing that is going to change that is going to keep our doors from being open. There is nothing policy-wise, who we vote for, who gets elected, that is going to affect the fact that this door welcomes people to a relationship with Jesus Christ. And the authority of Jesus Christ is what we celebrate here. And that authority means that you are loved exactly as you are. That's some authority. May we follow that in everything that we do. Like the choir, when we come together with that, we make something really, really special. Something really holy. May we love God. May we love ourselves and may we love our neighbor, which is everybody. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, sometimes we get confused in the world and we, we think that we're supposed to follow the, the one that's the loudest or the one that seems more powerful, the one that seems more flashy. Help us remind, help remind us that 
you came to this world in poverty. You remained in poverty. You walked this world with something that is so, so powerful. Love. Help us understand that and help us to continue to follow that in everything that we do. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen.